You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with Oscar Johnson from Jimmy Pearls. Now, number one, the name Jimmy Pearls is awesome. And if you don't know about it, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it, and we're going to jump into this. Now, it's that time of the year. Weather's getting colder. You know, holiday season is in full swing. Family and friends are gathering from far and wide to celebrate with each other. You know, but really brings people, what really brings people together around the holidays, if your answer is food, then you know us very well. And that's what we're excited about uh, to talk on today's show. You know, food can bring us together around the holidays, special occasions, but it can also do so much more. Food can hold the memory of a culture and the right meal can tell that story of a nation. Now, our guest today knows the power of food, uh, has to tell stories and keep cultures alive. Today, we're joined by Oscar Johnson, who's the owner of Jimmy Pearl's Restaurant. Jimmy Pearl's prides itself on making Afro-Southern food, which is celebrated, respected, and maintained. Uh, you got to go check out their website, jimmypearls.com. And I just did, and it's in the morning right now, but I could eat all of that. Um, it looks absolutely amazing. So, Oscar, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Brand Butters Podcast. Yes, sir. Thank you all for having me this morning, man. Glad to be here. I love it. So we got we to gotta jump into this. Before we even get into the story, where did the name Jimmy Pearls come from? Because I love it. It feels like it could be like a band. feels yeah. like it could be, I mean, obviously it's a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. But it's a hell of a name. Yeah, man. That, that, that's what we were going for. Um, you know, my partner and I, back in 2020, we were trying to come up with a dope name for this pop-up that we had been doing. And um, we were just texting all night, back and forth, back and forth. And so he finally sent Jimmy Pearls, and I was like, I was like, I don't know about that, man. It sounds like, I mean, I don't know. And I was like, let me let me sleep on it. And so I just kept repeating it to myself. And I was like, it actually does have a ring to it. And it makes people want to know who is Jimmy Pearls. Like, is it one of us? Or is this a place that people go to, whatever? And so ever since then, um, we got that name. And it's um, it comes from the two most eaten species in the Tidewater region um, of seafood. So the blue crabs, the male variation or the male um, variety is called, uh, they're called jimmies. The, uh, the males are called jimmies. Females are sallies. So we stuck with the jimmy and then the pearl comes from the oyster and we specialize in seafood. So that's how that name came through. Dude, I love it. So let's talk a little bit about kind of your journey. I know before we got on air, you talked or I heard, you know, you're from Virginia and I'm always fascinated with the the entrepreneurs specifically in the restaurant space mm-hmm. that come down to Charlotte and really try to bring their own culture, bring the food. And yeah. and that's what our city needs, right? As a For growing sure. city, we need to have a variety of foods. We need to kind of have our own identity mm-hmm. of what that food is. Yep. The amount of amazing chefs we have in the city are great, mm-hmm. but you could ask any of them. Um, there's still a lack of, of great chefs. There's a lack of variety. There's a lack of what I would say is that local vibe. Like mm-hmm. Charlotte's not really known for like one type of food, but with us being a melting pot, it'd be great for everybody to bring their own and then we can, we can taste it all. So- yeah. I'm excited to learn about that. Tell us about your journey, um, you know, before you got to Charlotte and, and really where, where your, your love of food came, came from. Yeah, so I like to say now, like in the current state right now, um, I am blessed to know a lot of great chefs who do share this camaraderie um, that Charlotte has been known for and has recently gotten a lot more recognition for. But um, just to backtrack a little bit, um, I came to Charlotte 2010, um, attended Johnson & Wales University, um, and that's where I met my partner, Coop. And um, he and I had just been maintaining this friendship over the years. And, um, you know, just from that moment on, um, worked in a lot of different places. I mean, you talk to some of my closest, you know, friends, people who have known me a long time. They, I've had, like, 
over 30 jobs or something like that <laughs> since I've been here. Just trying to find the right fit. Um, you know, getting the fast casual experience under my belt, um, you know, because when I work on the line, I'm just mm-hmm. moving up and down, you know, um, like a crazy man. But I love the thrill of that. Um, but I've never had a sense of place. Um, never knew that there would be a platform for me to cook the food that I'm doing, you know, cooking food the way I'm doing it now, telling my story the way I am now. Um, and so passion, you know, comes from my family, you know, my mom and so many other great people um, who are here, who are no longer here. Um, and then fast forward to the network of chefs that I know now, stretching from North Carolina, um, you know, New Orleans, um, Charleston. Um, I, I've, I've been blessed to have all these people, you know, drawn to me and, and, and even me being drawn to them, just looking at the work that they're doing and really pioneering um you know the black culture like every aspect of it um and then connecting it all with food so i think um all of those experiences together have molded me into you know who i am now and now i am passing the torch on to a younger generation and trying to empower them to just cook the food that they want to cook you know and express yourself however you know you feel empowered to do so um especially in the the way the world is now um you know, authenticity is, is everything, and that's what's really important to me. So, I love it. So I'm on your website, and I went to the About page, and mm-hmm. you have a really cool picture in front of a fish camp. Yeah. And I, any friends that I have that grew up in, like, Louisiana or mm-hmm. Maryland, yeah. right? Like, it seems like the food that they, they grew up in is just, like, unbelievable. Yeah. Right. Like I bet the fish camp is not only hella good, mm-hmm. but I bet it's a hell of a party too. Tell, oh, yeah. tell us about how you grew up in that world and really how food played that part. Because I feel like I grew up in a lot of different cities. I never had that kind of small town vibe mm-hmm. until I went to college. Yeah. But I always talk to friends. I'm like, man, that's so cool. You get like 50, 60, 70 people. Mm-hmm. Y'all cooking all day, you're yep. eating, drinking, having a blast. I was like, man, I wanted to do that. Oh yeah. Um, so tell me about the fish camp and how that kind of played a, a role in your life and, and where you are now. Okay, so that picture that you see there, uh, we did um, a fish picking um, dinner, a fish picking dinner at Old North Farm in Shelby, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. My good friends, uh, Kia and Jamie Swafford, um, they are amazing people. Um, and this was the first of its kind. Um, you know, you hear about pig pickings all the time and yeah. whole hog cooking, um, which is, you know, something that we've also been a part of as well. But they wanted to do something a little bit different that really showcased different um, cooking methods of fish, like grilled, fried, um, all that. Um, we even did, like, some fish charcuterie um, out there. Um, my, my partner, Coop, put a, a real nice uh, fish charcuterie board out there for the people, and we just had a great time. And that was really done because um, apparently – um, when we first got started, we were really thinking like nothing, not that we had to do something like super upscale, but we didn't know that the fish camp just really held a special place in a lot of people's hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, and that's what people wanted here. Um, especially from us, like they see the food that we have and they see that we can go from one end of the spectrum to the other. And so, um, that was an appreciation for the fish camp, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, growing up, that's a, that, that's a part of my family, you know, um, my uncle Gene, um, he didn't, you know, operate a fish camp per se, but he was a deacon at Queen Street Baptist Church. And for bay days and even some random occasions, they would fry fish right in front of the church. And it was some of the best fried fish that you can get in downtown Hampton. Um, and then downtown Hampton was surrounded, well, in the Tidewater region in general, was surrounded by water. So there's always some great fried fish and there's always a spot where you can go and get you know, if you're getting fishing supplies to go out, you can also get some fresh local seafood. So um, it just comes full circle. And once again, 
I've worked in so many different areas like country clubs and trained other two master chefs. And there are so many different lanes I could have went down. But I was like, man, like I actually had an amazing childhood and a lot of great experiences. And I'm like, well, that's my truth. And I was and I was going to use that, you know, to, to, to guide me, you know, through this career path. And, um, you know, as opposed to, you know, kind of going off the radar and being lost mm-hmm. in, um, in, in the culinary world. So. That's yeah, what I, want to do. I feel like the, you mentioned being lost in the culinary world. I feel like a lot of people do kind of mm-hmm. get lost in that. We've had a lot of very successful chefs on um, on this restaurant owners, one being Frank Scabelli. Mm-hmm. And the thing I love about Frank and what he mentioned on his podcast is that there's a lot of things that he might not like, yeah. right? That's food or, or taste wise, mm-hmm. but they sell. People love them. Um, He challenges himself to go to different parts of the country. Mm -hmm. You know, when they're working with Midwood Smokehouse, he's out in Kansas City. He's out in Texas. He's he's literally talking to people like, what are people eating? How do you do it? What Mm -hmm. are you cooking? So he kind of challenges himself. But he's somebody that also has jumped into so many different genres, right? I mean, you look at all the different type of restaurants he has. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily that he's the best at cooking all those different types of food. I think he just kind of understands if I'm going to do your barbecue, I'm going to do it right. If I'm doing Italian, I'm gonna do it right, yep. um, and so I think I think it's kind of more of the authenticity around what he be, he is able to produce, mm-hmm. and it's not a well, hey, this is a really popular food, we should start a restaurant right there now. There you go. I'm not hating Yash, but like with vegan, right? Same thing. There's a lot of people that are like, oh, we got to do vegan. I bet you have had some terrible vegan where you're just like, oh, you guys threw vegan on the menu just because you think it's popular that people are gonna start coming in here. Like, there you go. It, it's like it's like you're running around chasing your tail. Whereas if you just if you like the food. And you can cook it good, everybody else will too, yeah. right? And yeah. I, I'm one where I love being able to taste food from different places. Mm-hmm. I know my buddy Craig Barber. I don't know if you know him from Roots uh, mm-hmm. Cafe. Yep. I know. So him. he he uh, is from Maryland, okay. and he I mean he's amazing chef. Yeah. Uh, and he whenever he has a party, you're going right. Okay. You know, I mean he brings in crab from Maryland, and mm-hmm. he does it right. You know, so it's yeah. awesome. So, anyways, I'm going down a path there. But what I want to do is kind of bring it back. Tell us about your journey. You obviously came here to go to school? Mm-hmm. Did you just kind of fall in love with the city? Is this something where you were like, hey, this is where I want to be? And then tell us a- about the story. I-, I love, especially on this podcast, talking to chefs and restaurant owners that made that leap, right? From yeah. working under somebody or working for somebody and saying, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna do it, right? Because I don't know what the percentages are, but the restaurant business ain't easy, right? It's a lot. Of, I mean, you, you can drive down the street and see a brand new place, and then a year later, it ain't there, it's right? So there. Yep. it's you can make good food, but you got to be great in management. You got to understand what you're bringing in, what you're not. I mean, you almost got to be, I guess, honestly, a true entrepreneur, right? duh. Yeah. But sure. it's more than just sitting behind, you know, the stove and making good stuff. So exactly. tell us about how you guys made that jump into uh, to being an entrepreneur. And, and when was that moment like, oh, we're, oh, we're doing it, man. That's we're doing of, it. That's one of the most back and forth things that you would experience <laughs> in life. If you're setting out to do something, it doesn't matter what industry you're in um, because of the financial aspect. Yep. You know, everybody, you can't have all of the security. You know, it just depends. Everybody's different. You know, you, you, you might have a support system that's taking care of all your bills or something like that when you're when you're trying to get your podcast off or you're mm-hmm. trying to open up your restaurant. Um, but Coop and I both went back and forth. He was a ca- uh, cafeteria manager for about five or six years. And um, I had been going restaurant to restaurant, um, going through different staffing agencies just to get some gigs every once and again. Um, and then there were several times I was like, all right, I think I'm ready to go now. 
And that wasn't the case because mm-hmm. I needed equipment. You know, mm-hmm. if I was going to go do a pop-up, I got to have that money to go and get that piece of equipment that I can cook outside and do, you know, do different stuff. So um, it was it was extremely difficult, especially when you have your own personal spending habits and you have your things that you want to keep doing, but you have to understand, like, hey, you know, I got to start stashing this away. So as my mom would like to say, you know, you got to make short-term sacrifices for long-term goals, and you have to um, – you know, work these jobs that you don't necessarily want to work to fund your vision. And that's my advice for anyone is like, you know, you got to do some things you don't want to do to fund that vision that you have. And so um, Coop and I have been working, like it was one point in time we actually worked together at a retirement facility and we were literally just like, all right, man, it's almost there. It's almost there. Like we were purchasing, you know, we were getting our insurance together. We were just getting so many things done on the back end. And, um, you know, just fast forward into what you were saying about, you know, it's a lot more than just standing behind a stove. It's like you learn that real quick, especially when I've been working in restaurants and I've had other chefs who um, I've been under their leadership. And even in those experiences, I'm looking at what they do on a day to day, things that I may look at. And I'm like, OK, yeah, I'm not running this establishment, but I know that this is something I'm not going to do or mm-hmm. this is something that I need to do when I open up mine to finally being here every single day. And you're dedicating every single thing to it, and it's it is hard. I mean, you know, we're looking. You got You can't miss emails. You know, like I said, especially when you're talking about insurance and like you know all this. You know, the financial aspect of it is forever. Like it's every single day. It's nonstop. It's like you're always thinking about it. But the challenge is too. You got a family. You know, I'm married. My partner's married. Um, I have a bonus son. So it's like you got to like put that time aside. You know, to take care of family business too. And then you got your relatives and family who are, like, not hearing from you and all that stuff. So it's a lot being an entrepreneur, but it's great when you stand for something, though. When you believe in something and your your heart is pure and you have a passion for relationships and stuff like that, like, it, it makes it all worth the while. And I don't use the term broke, but I was looking at someone recently saying, like, yo, man, I've never – not had this amount of money and been down so bad, but I feel so happy. Like mm-hmm. I'm not in a uh, in a job where I'm miserable or something like that. So it, it's a, it's a lot of mixed emotions. You know what I mean? It, it's it's a it's a very um, gratifying experience, um, nonetheless. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I tell Scott this all the time. You know, mm-hmm. I was in the rat race of of work, just trying to make money, mm-hmm. right? And I look back on my life for a lot of it coming out of college. It, me, it was, if I make more money, I'm going to be more happy. Yep. Right. But, but, you know, and maybe I was given that, that vibe that I was happy on the mm-hmm. outside, but the reality was I had no purpose, right? There was, you know, it, it, when you say there was no purpose, I'm not saying there was nothing in my life that I, that I lived yeah. for. Right. But like there, for me, it was the job, right? It was mm-hmm. like, I wasn't getting anything out of that. Yep. Right. And that turned into negative things in my own life, drinking too much, doing dumb shit, like mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's like, yeah. it kind of puts you in a position where it's like, Man, what's going on? And now that I've been with the Dunce Group for seven years, with our organization and what we get to do and who we get to work with and how we give back to nonprofits and really how I built my own personal brand, yeah. I have a purpose now. Mm-hmm. And it was the best change ever for not only my life, but my, my you know where we're going. And I feel every day that I'm a part of something and like my hard work pays off. And if, if I work even harder, then we're going to be able to achieve our goals even more. And like, that's the most gratifying thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. my best advice for anybody listening to this podcast, if you hate your job, quit today, like today, like there's no reason. I I literally quit my, me and my wife had a conversation. I walked in the next day. I said, I'm out. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and, and it sounded crazy. I was making good money. We had grown this business, but it's like, 
I wasn't happy. Nope. You know, and 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 that was the that, that's what I feel with you. It's like you knew that food was it, yep. right? But you didn't find your place yet. And nope. you and you eventually had to make your own. Yep. And now that's so much more gratifying mm-hmm. than working for somebody else. So And I was just kind of seeing how people were just gravitating towards Coop and I over time. And I was like, this stuff is not happening on accident. Yeah. And it just got to be so overwhelming to where we were like, hey, bro, like it's, it's time now. It's time. And um, just as you said, quit that job. I mean, because, I mean, you have different supervisors and managers and, you know, you could just be frustrated with yourself, maybe not them per se, but then you just stay there too long and you overstay. And then next thing you know, it's like you got this tension build up and then that way, you know, whether good or bad, you know, you burn your bridges and it's just a bad situation. So you you just have to take ownership of your life and your purpose. And, and if you don't know that purpose, that's the first step. You know, like, hey, make that decision, trust yourself, and bet on yourself. Yeah. And over time, you'll, you'll, you'll understand. Exactly. And, and when we uh, – this kind of popped in my head, like I'm telling everybody to quit their job. Like that's not what I'm <laughs> telling you to do. Like, but yeah. there's a lot of people that get into that rat race and they feel like, well, they got kids. They have people they support. They have to do it, yeah. right? That's where I would challenge you, right? Take mm-hmm. some time to do some research. There's amazing organizations in Charlotte that will help you get trained in different areas. Mm-hmm. There's not, I don't want to say there's not a lot of hard work that you'd have to put in to do this, but you could literally get on a program and go to a two-year school and be making four times the amount of money you're making right yep. now, right? So like, if you're miserable, you just got to know I need to take an hour a day and do some research and put myself in a position to make that change um, because if you have three kids at home and you're a single mom, like don't quit your job, but yeah. call me, you know, we'll figure it out. Like yeah. we'll, we'll get you in touch with some people that can, because yep. there's, there's more opportunity, especially if you live in Charlotte. I mean, this is a, an amazing city that's growing like crazy. So we're, uh, we're good there. I want to talk about your, uh, your partner. So you guys mentioned that you guys, uh, you know, had a lot of conversation and you went into it. How do you guys compliment each other? Are you very similar? Does he have a different vibe, especially in the kitchen? Like yeah. how does that mesh into an organization? I tell people all the time. So um, one of our favorite movies is Life with uh, Bernie Mac, Mm -hmm. um, Martin Lawrence, Eddie Murphy. So we're like Ray and Claude. (laughs) Like I'm Ray, he's Claude. Like we just go back and forth. We're both hilarious. (laughs) High energy. Coop is a fool. Like he has no filter whatsoever. Like he, it's amazing working with him every day. Um, And he is truly a brother. Um, We are able to deal with business and we're able to be transparent with one another um i'm the operations guy and he's like the back end like you know admin um but we're both we both do you know we we both have the ability to do um each of those things but he's like more prolific because he's very patient i'm not the most patient person in the world and so coop can sit there for however long on the computer getting us straight mm-hmm. on whatever it is we need to do. If we need to put a menu out for something, if we need to, you know, handle something with the one with one of our vendors or something like that. He's taking his time and he's making sure that we're in a good position. And here I am doing all the kitchen operation stuff. And um we established that from the beginning. Um and you know, as long as we've had that communication with one another, like it it works well. You know, you just gotta be honest and be cool with your role you know I like to talk a whole lot um I do and I don't like being in front of people so like sometimes when we get on these platforms um you know Cooper's like hey man you got that and I'm like well he's doing a lot more now yeah. you know so I throw him under the bus from time to time but I hate you go and do that you know what I mean because he he's a great conversationist and yeah um but 
I have like more of the upbeat personality, but at the same time, every single time I say that, I think about him and I'm like, he's great. You know, he's great at that as well too. But we both shine together. You know, um, you look at duos and you look at groups and stuff, and you say like, hey, that's the, you know, this is the one, and that's the one. We we both are lights. You know, we both are light, and mm-hmm. we both shine together. And um, he's great. I mean, you know, we don't always agree. Um, there are some times we're like, ah, I don't necessarily like that idea. Or I think we might need to do that. And that's that's natural. That's healthy, you know. Um, but for the most part, though, man, um, I think that we're headed down a very, very successful path. Um, things are happening low and slow, but that's just how it is in the South. When mm-hmm. you cook good food, it's low and slow. Yeah. Um, we've heard that. That that's not even an original thing coming from me. I mean, <laughs> I've I've heard that several times from different people. But um, Coop is great, man, and um, everybody should you know get to know him. You know, th- just as much as they you know reached out to me for stuff. Like Coop is dope. That's so, awesome. He's cool. So tell us. Um, and I'm looking at the menu, and it looks mm-hmm. amazing. And I believe this has you. Ca- you guys consider this kind of like an Afro Southern cuisine? Is that right? Yeah, that's safe to say. Okay. Um, just for the fact that Virginia and several parts of Virginia is recognized. Well, Virginia is the South. Um, of course, if you go more up north towards DC, it's not very Southern as far as the lifestyle and everything. But um, yes, yeah, so we we would like to. Uh, that, that's how we identify, especially with the West African roots that are in Virginia and some other regions as well. Even talking about the first enslaved Africans settling um, into Fort Monroe, so it's important to tell that story. Definitely. Um, so that's that's why. And you guys, uh, you're located at the market at Seventh Street yep. in uh, in Uptown, right? Yes, sir. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So. Tell us about uh, the restaurant, and, and I want to know, I, you had mentioned like the fish camps and other things, mm-hmm. so you obviously have the restaurant as kind of your brick and mortar. Yep. Um, what is that experience like, and, and, and tell people you know, why they need to come by and, okay. and, and eat some delicious food? So we are a counter service, uh, fast casual concept inside the market, and the approach is what we like to call a modern fish camp, um, with the thought process of us putting our chef-driven technique behind good old fashion fish camp type of food fresh local seafood um as local as possible um produce um even our spices and our spice blends come you know um, shout out to motown spice my man troy is amazing um you know we work with a lot of uh local farms and stuff you know from time to time you know every single thing on our menu isn't local but a good percentage of it is and um as we continue to grow you know that percentage will get higher and higher um but yeah um the transition has been real smooth i mean you know it wasn't a full-on like build out like a restaurant restaurant uh, from the food truck because you know a lot of people tell you like hey coming from a food truck jumping straight into a restaurant can be a very high risk situation but um you know, we were awarded a grant from Charlotte Center City Partners that, awesome. that allowed us to be able to get the materials and everything we needed to move into the market. And the way that whole situation came about was full circle. And so, you know, that was something we talked about because we had been in the market before doing a pop-up, but, you know, things were a little bit different. COVID mm-hmm. was around, and we were just blessed to have the opportunity, you know, to be able to get the pop-up off the ground. But we are actually official licensees now, so... Um, it's been it's been a challenge. Um, you know, we're trying to get the foot traffic up at the market. Um, you know, it's it's slowly getting there, but we're trying to you know really tap into the evening portion because it's a real heavy lunch crowd um, that comes through there. But um, we embrace that though. Like we we we're we're entrepreneurs, so that's the game. You know, we gotta we gotta figure it out. Um, but it, it's great. We got a great support system over there. 
other great vendors. Um, we share a space with Mad Dash. Um, yep. Our good friend Corey Jones is the chef and owner there, and we work really well. Um, a lot of people can look at that and be like, man, like it's crazy sharing a space with someone. But when you got good people and they're, you know, great intentions and, you know, we kind of share some common goals, it, it works perfectly. So um, we're good. We're able to do our menu. We're, we're, we're able to execute everything that we want to execute with the space. And um, it's pretty unique. Um, even last night, like just to be transparent, like just little small stuff. We're like, man, we put a few bar stools up at our counter and we had a few guests who were able to come and eat. And so it was a different experience for them. And so I'm like, hmm, okay, so we're going to have a counter. We're going to have a really true like counter dining experience, um, you know, for people coming down the line. But we're good. You know, we've only been open a month and some change now. Oh, snap. All right. Yeah, so it's, it's getting ready to go on two months, but um, okay. it's, it's been great. So this is fresh, fresh. Super fresh, man. All right, well, everybody's got to check this out. Yes, now, sir. do you still have the uh, the food truck as well? Yeah, we do. We call her Bertha, and Bertha is resting. Bertha, right what a name. Yeah, that's my love grandmother's it. name, but we I didn't name her after her, per se. But it just kind of, like, Coop just, just said it one day. It was like, yeah, Bertha's acting up. Like, whenever the truck <laughs> would act up, we'll say, hey, Bertha needs to rest or whatever. But um, we're, we're saving the food truck for larger events. Yeah. That's, like, actually worth us, like, closing and everything. So we try to – we're letting people know that, like, hey – Got that money, you know, we'll yeah. come out there with well, the Well, there, and that's, there, there's an intro, I mean, a great example. We do a lot of stuff with Greg Olson. He does an amazing golf tournament. Okay. And they bring in a bunch of, of food trucks. Okay. Uh, Greg literally just pays for all of them. So you have like awesome. five or six food trucks. And if you're out there at the golf tournament, mm -hmm. you just get to eat whatever you want. It's the best. Awesome. So. I'll tell Greg you got to be on the lineup. I'm not That'd say, be sweet. Man. Yeah, that and Greg, if you're listening, you need to put him in the lineup. Yeah, come on, um, get that fish sandwich. Yeah, bro. but and then anybody else that we work with, I mean, we do a lot of stuff with huge corporations. Like, I think this is awesome. I, I'm all about the food truck that brings something different to the party, exactly. right? Yeah. I mean, and this is like, why not? Like, mm -hmm. if I if I'm looking at a, a, a ten food trucks, and I see something that's about a fish camp, I'm like, I'm going to check out what that's all about. Oh yeah, you know, what I mean, yeah. I'm going, and then if it's good. You start telling everybody. So um, that's awesome. Do you guys also do like catering as well or, or how does that work? Yeah, we do catering. We don't really heavily advertise it. And okay. um, every now and again, someone will ask us about it. Um, sometimes we'll reach out to some of our people who we've already, you know, kind of built those relationships with. But we do always, you know, encourage people to hit us up about catering. Cause it's a great, it's an awesome experience. We like to go course by course, and you know, we it's a real dope experience having yeah. Jimmy Pearls. You know, and there be other things that we do a lot of stuff with, like sporting clay tournaments and okay. things like that, that are corporate events or even through the Boy Scouts, mm -hmm. where they'll bring in a place that you know they're doing a bunch of barbecue. Um, okay. I've never had anybody show up with a with a with a fish truck, but I'm telling you right now, that'd be a hit. Oh, like yeah. everybody would love that. Yeah, and it's a little bit different too. Yeah. All right, well, Oscar, I might have a little some leads for you here, yeah, my man. On, man. This is cool. Send them my way. Um, well, this is awesome. So tell us before we kind of you know wind this down, like where you guys have been open a a, a month or two. Mm -hmm. Um, where's the vision? Um, you know what what would be something that you would consider? Hey, like this is a success, and then a. You know, what can this community do to continue to support you and really you know get your name out there? I mean, if you're this fresh, like. All we need is some people going to eat, taking pictures, throw it on the gram, throw it on Twitter. If it's Twitter still alive, yeah. I mean, is Twitter still alive? I think Anybody? so. Yeah. yeah. Somebody, somebody told me last night it was going crazy. 
It was like a thousand employees, thousand employees quitting. Everybody's like, Twitter's gonna die. I was like, I don't think it's gonna, I don't think it's gonna die. But yeah, it's just gonna be a new wave. <laughs> yeah. Fired. What? Yeah. yeah, everybody, man. Anyways, social media is crazy. But put it on Instagram or TikTok. Yeah. Make a TikTok video. Those things are going crazy. Oh yeah. Um, but tell us where. What's your vision, man? Where do you want this to go? Man, I really want our space or just the whole market for that matter um to be a destination spot i want it to be its own unique place um that market has been there for quite a while and you know it i think that instantly as soon as we came in i think we changed the morale and it's been spoken on you know that we have done that and so i want it to feel like home we've lost a lot of restaurants in charlotte mm -hmm. um a lot of you know people like true charlotteans i mean even people like myself been here since 2010 we've seen a lot of change and i kind of want to make the market like the old charlotte like a, a spot where people can kind of have a sense of nostalgia like mm -hmm. you know just all the nuances like you know i want to create that i want to create that space and then when you come to our spot like me and coop we we pretty much like sell the sell the experience like you know we're two very approachable people we like to be you know we can be your cousins we can be people you can come and just have real life conversation in the midst of a i mean not really in the midst of a crazy busy day but like we will make the time to really engage with our guests you know to come and check us out but we're, we're just authentic inside and out man and and like i said i want that to translate throughout all of the you know throughout all the vendors that are in the market and like i said we're in the process of really, you know, seeing a revamped, or a, a new looking, um, a brand new, you know, uh, market at 7th Street. So um, the way that people can support, I mean, I'm, I'm not even going to mince my words. I mean, we have a lot of restaurants from out of town that are coming here, transplant restaurant city right now. And people are just, I mean, just as you said, social media is crazy. So people are hashtagging some of these businesses that are from Las Vegas and all these other places or whatever. I don't know where they all come from originally, but... People are not having true Charlotte food, you know, or they, they, they're not supporting as much as they should. That's why you're seeing all of them close. Mm -hmm. um, and restaurants from outside are coming in, jacking up rent prices and moving people out. So, I mean, we're in a space, fortunately, you know, um, where that can't necessarily happen. Um, but we do need more support, you know, um, and some of the, we, we've had some of the best food in that market that that market has seen in such a long time. Like I said, I brought up Mad Dash. You got it's popping. You got the popcorn in the front. You got hip hop smoothies. Um, you have Sweet Crunch. You got all these, you know, new um, vendors. Well, it's popping's not new, but you know, still, mm -hmm. you need support. You know, we need to support more black businesses, more local businesses, and um, people just have to want to do it. You know, I can't. There's only but so much posting that I can do on social media. Um, you know, like I said, we sell it. Like, hey, we got local you know, products being used. But, I mean, it just depends on who you are and how important that is to you. So all we can do is just continue pushing and we can just hope week to week that people come and support more. So, Dude, I love I love that. That's how we built our business um, is through referrals, is through people tagging what we do, yep. showing us love. <clears throat> There's a meme that goes out and, and, it, and it's, it's so true where it's like, hey, dog, why aren't you famous yet? It's like, because you didn't share my shit. Yeah. You didn't share my, you didn't tag me. Simple you didn't, I mean, and I tell people all the time, it's like, think about what you're doing on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Literally giving one shout out could go to one other person who decides to take their family there. They have a great time. And then you literally just created the pyramid effect yep. and those conversations happen. So yep. in Charlotte, you know, this podcast has enabled us to be able to share a lot of local stories 
but it's all of our community's responsibility to keep these people like Oscar and Coop around because it, look, Jimmy Pearls is great. Their food is great, but they can only be successful with everybody's help. And that's people eating it. That's so when true. you're, when you're buying food and when you're eating, figure out like where, where, who are you supporting? Yeah. Because there's people that are going to be out at your, your kid's soccer game where that, that they're just trying to get by every day. And yeah. if you went and ate at their restaurant, you make it a lot easier. Instead, you're trying to buy everything through chains and all this other stuff. It's like, damn, like buy local, shop local, buy the way you sell, sell the way you buy. Yeah, we you we know. say that all the time because yeah. I'm like, hey, buy local from the Dunster Group. Well, if I'm not buying local myself, who the hell am I? Exactly. Right? It's like, what, I'm going to tell you, hey, you got to buy from me and then I'm going to buy everything from Amazon Prime. I mean, so Amazon Prime is awesome. Don't get me wrong. But like, I love to spend more and know that's going in the pocket of somebody in my own community, knowing exactly. that I'm helping them exactly. Yeah. Um, that's so that's awesome, man. We're on the same page there. Well, mm -hmm. Oscar, this is great, man. I think a lot of people are going to come check out Jimmy Pearls. I know I am. Oh, yeah. It looks delicious. I could eat right now. Um, but before we let you go, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Mm -hmm. uh, social media, any of that type of stuff. Give us uh, some of those shout outs. Yeah. So um, first off, of course, we have the JimmyPearls.com um, website where you can, you know, figure out all, you know, you can see all the happenings. You can check our menu out. You can see our hours of operation. Um, everything's on the website, um, Instagram, Jimmy Pearl, CLT, um, and each individual, um, account, um, you know, got my partner, Coop, um, Daryl Cooper, I think is DC cooking on Instagram and then chef underscore Oscar underscore the letter J. Um, you can follow each of us. Um, but like I said, we're both on Jimmy Pearls. And so, yeah, that's a good way. And then Facebook, Jimmy Pearls is, um, is just straight up Jimmy Pearls on Facebook and, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's uh, that's everything. You just you just got three new followers. Word, I I'm going. That. I'm going all. I'm going all out on my Instagram <laughs> right now. Appreciate that. They might man. get in trouble for following so much. The uh, no, look at you. You're almost at seven thousand followers on Instagram. That's yeah, awesome. Man. Look, we're on the up and up. We oh need, man, need, and look at your Instagram. Yeah, oh, we, we need seven thousand people to come through the market that's, and get a fist. That's in, right. So. That's right. Like we're popping oh, online, man. but you know, real life, we, we, that's we, right. we need some more support though. So that's we, right. We appreciate y'all. Yeah, absolutely. Well, everybody, go check it out. I mean, honestly, you just go to Jimmy Pearl CLT and uh, you can scroll down for one second and you're probably going to be hungry because it looks unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I'm coming to eat. Yeah, shout right. out to Pete Picks. Uh, my man, Peter Taylor, he is responsible for most of the photos you see. And my man, Jonathan Cooper, two of our favorite photographers. They're amazing. And, um, yeah, we got a lot of people who put in a lot of work in supporting Jimmy Pearl's. Everyone from our booking and PR team, everybody is great. Thank you to everyone who has uh, gotten us started. So. Yeah, I love it, man. Yep. Well, this has been awesome. Oscar, thank you so much. Everybody listening, please check out Jimmy Pearls. Follow him on social media. And the number one thing you need to do is take your family or friends over there. Go grab some food. I guarantee you if you try it once, you'll be back. Uh, and then you can tell all your friends about it as well. So, Oscar, it's been a uh, pleasure getting to know you, hearing a little bit more about your story. Uh, we wish you the best of success. We'll do anything we can uh, to help you yep. as well. And uh, like we always say, please like, share, comment. And uh, number one, go eat at Jimmy Pearl's. Uh, you will not be disappointed. Yes, and uh, thank you so much. No uh, until next time, you have been listening to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.